0: All right. We are back. As promised at the top of the show, we're going to talk in this segment about the analysis of the 2004 presidential election exit poll discrepancies. This is a U.S. Count Votes National Election Data Archive project. And uh, you can actually check this out on the website at uscountvotes.org. We'll be joined shortly by Dr. Ron Bayman, at the Institute of Government and Public Affairs, University of Illinois at Chicago. Dr. Bayman is one of 12 authors and endorsers of this study, which includes statisticians from the University of Pennsylvania, University of Wisconsin, University of Utah, University of Notre Dame, Cornell University, Case Western Reserve University, and Southern Methodist University. Most prominent among these authors, perhaps, is Stephen F. Freeman, PhD from the University of Pennsylvania, who had authored a previous statistical analysis of election 2004. But joining us now from Chicago is Dr. Ron Bayman, an economist by training, but an applied statistician. Welcome to Radio Parallax, Dr. Bayman.
1: Thank you. Pleased
0: to be here. What uh, What led you to get involved in this investigation of this uh, the exit poll discrepancies?
1: Well, uh, like many other people across the country, uh, I... Uh noticed that the exit polls deviated enormously from the actual election outcome and kind of taken by surprise by that swing. And after the election came out, I started hearing reports of analyses of this, uh, particularly one by Kathy Dopp early on the Florida results. And then Steve Friedman's paper uh, really got me going.
0: Yeah, the the unexplained exit poll discrepancy, Stephen F. Friedman, PhD, University of Pennsylvania. He put that out on November 10th, quite early.
1: Right, right. I think it was one of the earliest uh, uh, statistical papers uh, on this problem.
0: So somewhere along the way, uh, Steve Friedman, I guess, maybe been the first one to put an an article out November 10th. But at this point, uh, March 31st, 12 of you got together as the authors and endorsers of um, this 27-page document. What What was your major conclusion looking at these exit poll discrepancies?
1: First of all, people should know that We started analyzing screenshots that were captured by Jonathan Simon and others uh, after 12 midnight on on November 3rd. They were stamped as having been dated after 12 midnight. And based on those screenshots of state-level exit polls that were on the CNN website at the time, we saw these these very large discrepancies, statistically unexplainable discrepancies, as as Steve Friedman points out, that were particularly concentrated in battleground states like Ohio, Florida, and uh, Pennsylvania. Also for the national popular vote, where the deviation was such that there was only about a 1 in 16.5 million chance of, of it occurring by chance, based on the polling company's own standard, uh, own margin of error.
0: We should, we should mention at the onset that, that you're talking about capturing data that was available on CNN, and you have to work with that data because the people doing the polling have not made it available.
1: What happens is uh, that data was up, as I said, it had been updated after 12, and J- Jonathan captured around 1.30 a.m. that morning, but after that, it was adjusted to match the, the actual reported election results.
0: Which I would venture to say is not standard uh, policy and statistics, is it?
1: Usually there's not that much of a difference between the, the exit polls and the election results, so you adjust them so that all the demographics will match up. Now, the exit,
0: uh, the exit pollster of record for the 2004 election was a consortium of, of I guess, two companies, Edison and Mitofsky. Correct. And their, their national poll results, looking at the page one here, projected a carry victory by 3%, whereas the official count had Bush winning by 2.5%. Thus, you have a, an unexplained 5.5 percentage point swing. Now, statistically, how, how significant is that?
1: That is virtually impossible. Just using the margin of error that Edison Metofsky produced on their website, in their methodology statement, they say the margin of error for this national poll with its very large sample of over 12,000 respondents is 1%. So there you've got a a 5.5% swing. The chances of that happening are about 1 out of 16.5 million. Uh, so it's, it's just impossible as a random
0: error. Right. So so you and Dr. Fried, Freeman and others note that there's uh, three explanations for the discrepancy. Either it's a statistical sampling error or chance, which everybody, given the, given the, the large size of the sampling, that's impossible.
1: Right, right. And, and for the state, remember, also all those simultaneous errors all going in the same direction in, in the battleground states, particularly. I mean, that's just not plausible.
0: I also have in front of me the Caltech-MIT voting technology project, which came about about the same time, a day after Steve Freeman's original paper, and in it, they seem seem unperturbed by a lot of these statistical anomalies, but they did note in even their paper that based on a sampling size of 78,000 all across the breadth of the United States, that they couldn't account for such a large swing
1: they produced a second paper that retracted much of the analysis in the first paper, which they admitted was based on erroneous exit polls. That is, exit polls had already been adjusted to match the election results. It sounds like you may have the second one. A lot of the initial reporting on this, uh, you know, particularly by uh, Tom Zeller and the New York Times and others, the early reporting relied heavily on that Caltech-MIT report to dismiss concerns of, of Freeman and others saying that, you know, that the data just don't support their conclusions, but there was a misunderstanding of, of what the real exit poll data is because it was adjusted. And that still persists, by the way. I was just at a conference down in Florida. The American Association of Public Opinion Researchers, uh, Warren matowski was on, on a panel there, and I, I was responding some of the things that were said on that panel. And uh, these misrepresentations continue, and the people on that panel were people who you would think would really know a lot about this topic, since this is their professional field, we're saying that critics were basing their analysis on the early leaks of exit polls during the early afternoon that were not properly adjusted, not properly weighted, implying that for that reason our, uh, all of these these questions should be dismissed. And of course, this is completely untrue. I mean, the data that we are relying on, that we did rely on, and, and actually matches. Uh, the data produced in the uh, Edison Matoski report that they that they did after the election it almost perfectly matches their best guess as to what the election outcome would be you know for the final exit poll results before they were adjusted to match the election uh, actual
0: results. So you're not basing it upon something that came in early in the afternoon. The latest data that was available is what this is based on right Everyone agrees that there is not a statistical sampling error.
1: Everyone agrees that this this is not uh, cannot happen uh, because of random chance. It's just so, virtually
0: impossible. So the second possibility, the one that's been offered as an explanation by Edison Mitovski, is it's simply that the the exit polls were inaccurate, and they have offered an explanation which came out, I believe, in about quite a bit later, maybe January.
1: Their report that that they tried to uh, to support this hypothesis was released on the day of the inauguration. Interesting. The first version uh, of that report says on the cover, do not release until, (laughs) until the afternoon of the inauguration.
0: We are speaking with Dr. Ron Bayman. He's at the Institute of Government and Public Affairs at the University of Illinois at Chicago and one of the authors of the analysis of the 2004 presidential election exit poll discrepancies. Now, uh, your paper spent a great deal of time looking into this explanation that there was somehow um, a shy Bush voter who didn't maybe want to be forthcoming to the exit pollster.
1: It, it's not so much a psychological condition as the response rate. That is, you know, more more carry voters just happen to respond to the exit pollers than Bush voters, and and the the explanation that they put forward was had to do with all kinds of factors. That is the the young uh, polling uh, interviewers would tend to, would, would feel more comfortable approaching the Kerry voters and the Bush voters, as well as the, the kind of, you know, uh, maybe cultural factors that the Bush voters didn't want to deal with, you know, exit pollsters or anybody they perceived as uh, representing some kind of official capacity. But, you know, a variety of other factors, rural versus urban, a number of precincts in a polling place and so forth. And the bottom line is, and, and they state that in their report, they make... They claimed that if the Kerry voters responded at a rate of about 56 percent to the exit pollsters and the Bush voters responded at only a, a rate of 50 percent, this would explain all of the
0: discrepancy. Well, that, that sounds sort of plausible, that maybe a six percentage point difference, but, but you, you folks took a look at that and concluded that was unlikely.
1: Right data were not consistent with that hypothesis. And we've actually gone two rounds on this now. The first report that you were referring to, the March 31st updated April 12th, we show this primarily using the same kind of tabulation aggregate analysis that edison Matosky used. We just say, particularly the the data relating to polling response by partisanship of uh, precinct is, is simply inconsistent.
0: You took a look at which precincts were strongly Kerry, which precincts were strongly Bush, and hypothesized that if there was a reluctant or a or, or a a failure of, of Bush voters to report in to the exit pollers, you would expect that more in Kerry precincts.
1: You'd expect to have a higher overall response rate in Kerry precincts.
0: But you did you found that was not the case?
1: And in fact the data that, that they provided in their report shows just the opposite. I mean it's it's not a big difference but there is an increase in, in the overall response rate as the precincts become more Bush uh, precincts, uh, from 53% to 56%. Moreover, you would expect that the carry precincts, the precincts that had a lot of uh, a high percentage of carry voters, would have the, the largest exit poll discrepancy or what we call the within-precinct error, would be, would be largest in those precincts. In fact, it's, it's, it's very small, almost zero, uh, well, 0.3% in those precincts, whereas uh, there's, a, there's a very large jump in the error for the over 80% Bush uh, precinct.
0: So contrary to what one might imagine, that you see the largest anomalies in the precincts that were clearly most pro-Bush.
1: Right. And, and then we showed in that report that this was simply inconsistent with the data. You know, you, we did... The calculation in many different ways of what kind of response by Kerry voters and response by Bush voters to the exit pollers would be necessary to get these kind of results, and we find implausible patterns of responses. So They'd have to change greatly depending on the partisanship of the precinct, and it just does not support this idea of a reluctant Bush responder hypothesis.
0: I gather you further correlated this versus the senatorial races and noted that you did not see similar anomalies.
1: Yes, the Senate races had a lower error than the presidential races, significantly lower. And in many cases, these were the same people answering the same exit poll for the president and for the Senate. So you'd think there would be, you know, a fairly close correlation between the
0: discrepancies. It, it is quite striking. Look at the graphic uh, in, the, in the beginning of this article showing the difference between exit polls and official results by state, and how how stunning this this sort of bell-shaped curve that you expect is so dramatically shifted against Kerry.
1: Yes. We still really haven't completely been able to replicate what they did here, but when we did do independently analyze the state-level exit polls, as I said, the, the concentration of the error in the battleground states is even more striking. I mean, there are five states with statistically significant errors that are just way off the charts. Of those five, four of them are battleground states. This is out of 40-some states for which we had good data, including Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Florida and, and then New Hampshire. It just cannot happen.
0: <laughs> it does. It does seem a bit fishy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, you, you, of the three primary explanations for discrepancies, if it's not a statistical sampling error and everyone agrees agrees it's not, and it's not inaccurate exit polls, the third possibility is that the election results were inaccurate. Correct. The vote was uh, corrupted. I believe was was the uh, was the phrase that was used. To, to not beat around the bush, then, one, one, would, one would suggest that there's a possibility that the 2004 election was, in fact, stolen.
1: Yes, I mean, we think these data certainly cry out for an investigation. That is, you know, things like this uh, really indicate that it could be a corrupted vote, particularly in those high bush precincts, and this needs to be investigated. In the latest paper that I mentioned, this, we, we've carried this analysis much further with doing precinct-level simulations trying to find if there's any possible way to support the Edison-Mitovsky hypothesis. And we found, again, that the data don't support it.
0: You have a rather interesting, very provocative study that certainly has got some intellectual horsepower behind it with, well, nine statisticians, professors of mathematics, professors of numeric analysis, etc., etc. And I gather the media has not shown much interest in this.
1: From the beginning, the media seems to have concluded that this was either overzealous bloggers, as many have said, or diehards, or people who just don't want to give up. And they have rallied around this uh, explanation, the the reluctant Bush responder explanation, as the cause for this discrepancy. And there really is no support for that hypothesis. I mean, I was talking to Mitofsky about this in Florida this, this weekend. They have not done the elementary basic statistical analysis that would link all these factors that they talk about, the distance from the poll, the use of pollster, and so forth, to the within-precinct error, and then another kind of regression to link the within-precinct error to the state-level errors, and shown that these things add up to to a reluctant Bush responder kind of situation that can explain the exit polls. They simply have not published, they have not done they claim they've done this but they've never published it they've never shown anybody this kind of work in the meantime they're they're holding on to all the data they have not released this data so that other people can do this uh, i spent 3 hours in washington with a couple of new york times reporters on january 19th when the election was being challenged the coverage of this in the media has been has been sparse to to nil and we just do not understand this i mean uh, we feel that we're we're a credible group professional applied statisticians and, and statisticians. We put a lot of work into this report, and, you know, three reports now. For some reason, this is not viewed as a serious issue.
0: We agree with you completely. We've been following the story well before the election. We, we expected there would be irregularities with a lot of the voting technology, and, uh, and we have been talking about it since the election. We appreciate very much your, your speaking with us. We'd like to, to have you perhaps come back again in a month or so, because this story is not going uh, to go away.
1: Yes, No, I, I'd be glad to. The error in 2004 is, is beyond anything that's happened in any previous exit poll since these things have
0: been measured. Dr. Ron Bayman, thank you so much for speaking with us. We, uh, we look forward to talking with you again on this topic because uh, it, it's a great interest, I think, to a lot of people, and uh, it's not getting covered elsewhere. Thank you. That was Dr. Ron Bayman speaking to us from uh, his home in Chicago. We look forward to addressing this subject again. We would refer you to the website uh, for US votes one word, .org, in the meantime for the latest statistical study which has been updated recently. You're listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett, and uh, this is KDVS 90.3 FM, Davis, Sacramento. Stay tuned for our third segment. We'll be speaking with... Lyra Halpern about how she went from a uh, a commentary aired airing on KDVS to uh, one which was heard across the nation. Joe's on, on, off and keep the smell of sex, the smell of suicide.